Do not skip this ad. I know it's really easy to skip them. This is one you do not want to skip. So this is Kristen from the podcast, also from kristenandchill.com, also known as The Banter Coach. And I am offering the most insane, almost stupidly cheap deal for my banter bundle. My banter bundle has helped hundreds and hundreds of men get dates when they've never gotten dates in the past get girlfriends when they've never gotten girlfriends in the past, and even gotten some engagements and two confirmed weddings. So if you want to be part of this special club, take advantage of what I'm about to offer you. I usually charge $650 for the banter bundle, which is three super intense sessions where we get your skills where they need to be so that you can charm more than just your socks off. And today I am cutting that price from $650 to $350. And just so you know the value, there is literally no one else in the world offering this kind of specialized coaching. So take advantage of my kind heart and generosity and get your skills to where they need to be so you can start getting the ladies. Go to kristenandchill.com, find the banter tab, click on the banter bundle, and at checkout, use the promo code banter on the cheap. I'm only doing this offer for August and September, so get it in now. That's what she said. Don't get yourself on a waiting list. Do it now. Again, that's kristenandchill.com, and I will see you there. Want to know the hidden meaning behind what women say and do? Then check out the Chictionary. It's the Wing Girl Methods manual that gives you a full rundown of all the things women say that confuse men written in dictionary format. Go get a copy of The Chictionary by going to winggirlmethod.com slash chick. That's winggirlmethod.com slash chick. Coming up on this week's episode of the Ask Women podcast, we talk about an extremely important topic, friendship. No, no, don't switch off just yet because friendship, guys, leads to romance. Trust me. You want to listen to this full episode because we're going to tell you how to make friends, even if you think you're too old to make new friends, and why and how friendship can lead to new romantic opportunities. So keep listening. Hey, you guys, welcome to the Ask Women podcast, your favorite podcast. And yes, there's finally a new episode up. Mm -hmm. I'm your host, Kristen Carney. From kristenandchill.com along with Marnie Kenris from wingrowmethod.com. And today we're going to be talking about friendship and how it's going to affect your dating life in a positive way. And we're going to talk about friendship with some friends. Matt Ritter and Aaron Caro are the co-hosts of Man of the Year. That's the best podcast for friendship. If you guys want to learn about friendship, get on it. So old friends, good comics, good talks. And so we're going to get into it. So Matt and Aaron, thanks for hanging with us today. Hi, guys. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Thank you. Well, so why don't we start by digging into why this podcast, why friendship? Why are you the ones to be talking about it? Yeah. So Matt and I are part of the world's greatest friendship tradition. We are from Long Island, New York, a town called Plainview. And we have the same nine friends from elementary school. And every year on the Tuesday before Thanksgiving, uh, we all gather from wherever we live now in the country, and we have dinner at Peter Luger's Steakhouse in Brooklyn, very, very famous steakhouse. Love it. And we vote on which friend had the best year, and then that friend wins our giant Man of the Year trophy. It's this huge 
trophy. It's like half the size of a Stanley Cup. You get your name engraved on it, and then you keep the trophy for the rest of the year. I and love that. so it's not only the best night of the year, but it has kept it, our friend crew going strong for about 35 years and counting. And that's the jumping off point for our podcast, which is about male friendship. Okay. Well, so tell me about male friendship. And the reason that for guys who are listening, that I wanted to have Matt and Eric come onto the show is because like, yes, you want to go out there and attract women. Yes. Our show is mainly meant to give you advice on how to attract women, how to get women, how to behave with women. But if you are a man without a social life, without friends, I think it takes a little something away from you that will actually take away from possibly attracting the women that you're attracted to. And I I really think that having a solid base of one friend or many friends is super important for your confidence levels, for your stress levels, for your comfort levels, just for your emotional levels. So that's why I was so excited to have Matt and Eric come onto the show today to tell you about friendship. I'm also excited to talk about it in a sense too, because an ex-boyfriend of mine had the best group of friends in the world. I couldn't have dreamt up a better group of men Mm -hmm. in my entire life. And losing, you know, getting out of that relationship, it was a huge loss losing his friends. Yeah. Um, And I think I actually liked his friends better than him. Right. (laughs) Which happens a lot. Yeah, it was a huge draw because I was like, oh my God, this world, this is a world I want to be in. These people are people that I want to be with for the rest of my life. So will you marry me boyfriend so I can hang out with (laughs) with your friends? Yes, I would say I have the same thing with my husband. Like I was attracted to his friendship circle and the life and the world that they provided. Sorry, we're like taking it over as our show now. But Matt and Aaron, I want you guys to talk as well. No, I think there is something really attractive about guys that have these healthy friendships. And- a lot of guys had them at some point in their life. That's the crazy part. We hear from a lot of guys that say, oh, I don't have any friends. And they don't really mean I have no friends. What they mean is they have not watered those relationships at all because they sort of weren't taught to. We have a lot of guys that wake up at 30, 35, 40, 50 and just wake up one day and go, oh my God, I have no friends. What happened? And it's like, well, because you know, men were kind of taught that the definition of success would just be like, get a good job, make a lot of money, find a partner, have kids, get a house and you'll be good. And it turns out they're not good. And women sort of have always known that a core part of your happiness and contentment is this friend bucket and men are starting to wake up to that idea. And so when you see these adult men who have them, it's such a clear contrast. You can see how joy-filled and like their life is full. And conversely, the guys that are struggling with that, their lives are feeling a little empty and you know they need to do something about it. Thankfully. I would say it's a lot easier to fix than like finding the one, you know? Right. Well, so can you tell me some benefits of having friends like or close friends and nurturing a friendship? So like, as you just said, a lot of guys might have friends, but they may not water that plant. What are the benefits to it? Like, What can they gain from having stronger male friendships? Besides anal sex. Yeah, well, there's that. I mean, that's the <laughs> ideal. That's the mecca of gets. <laughs> but, you know, when you have close male friends, you have somebody you can be vulnerable with and men need that too. Like just, we're kind of done with this era of like men just have to bottle their feelings up for the rest of their lives, you know, like make a lot of money and then just like kill yourself or whatever, you know, like that's just not a great plan. (laughs) Like make a lot of money, get life insurance, your wife's good good, and then kill yourself. No, like my dream man, you know, exactly. Right. One day. (laughs) The goals, hashtag goals, but having somebody to be vulnerable with, is hugely helpful. And, you know, you see study after study, all of a sudden, 
there's all these, there was this huge Harvard longevity study that said, you know, relationships are the key to actually longevity. Like you will live longer. Loneliness is the equivalent of smoking 15 cigarettes a day, right? So not having friends is detrimental to your health. You know, but I also think you've got to have somebody to do things with. The reason you're not doing anything is you have nobody to do something with, not because you don't want to do anything, right? And it's like, you want to go to Barbie by yourself? An Oppenheimer by yourself? It's a long movie to sit through by yourself. Barbie, I could go by myself. <laughs> yeah. I loved that movie. That was great. I mean, let's not forget, Matt. Oh, I mean, friends make good wingmen. I mean, that's probably oh, yeah. the number one. Although it's strange is that, so first of all, I'm the only single guy in our, in our man of the year group. But Matt is actually like, He's not that great a wingman for me. Nonsense. For me. Why, why are you saying that? I'm saying for me. I'm saying you need a specific type of wingman because Matt is, is like a hype man. He'll go up to a girl and be like, you got to be my friend. He's written 10 books. Like he's toured the country. He basically increases everything I've done by about 25%, which is great. But then they're just disappointed when they meet me. No, he's an ingrate. This guy is an ingrate. What are you talking about? That's true. I'm, I'm grateful for the work that I put in. I'm just saying, time. tell I want you to be authentic. No, no, no. I don't need to be hyped up. I, no, you, do, no, dude, you do need some under hype. promise. And then I will <laughs> over deliver. Don't over promise. And then I'm under delivering. I yeah. think it's actually a better tactic. Yeah. You got to go in and say like, he's great. And then go in and you're like even better than what he said. Yeah. All right. All right. So he's done nothing. He's sold one book. <laughs> just, <laughs> just tell the actual truth. Just tell them, just be, do the facts and it'll be fine. No, he just likes to be very accurate. I tell, I say, oh, he sold eight books. He's like, no, it was seven. I'm like, who cares? All right. <laughs> like she does. Yeah. Okay. No, but this is great. Like having a wingman by your side and it just boosts your energy and it makes it more enjoyable to go out with other people. The other thing is like, you're your best self. Yeah. When you're around, you Your know, friends. people that you're, you're comfortable with, right? So I think, you know, what we're talking about, how you, these guys are attractive, that they have great friend groups, is like, you just see them where the light is shining on them. You know, when you're around your friends, like, you have a light on, right? When you don't have yeah. friends, there's like this, just like cloud over you, I feel like. And women can sense it, can yeah. feel it and sense it and smell it. And like, it's just kind of like, you're not desperate because your life is good, whether or not you're with this person or not, I feel like. Yeah. And also having a good friend group going off of the wingman thing to a degree, you can have those guys introduce you to more women. So if you don't have a friend group, then you have less options for women. Yeah. It broadens your social circle. It broadens your options and your opportunities as well, because they get you out of your house to go meet people. But so let's start from square one, right? So friendship is certainly essential. It's attractive to other women. It's a benefit because it gets you out there mingling and being your most comfortable, confident self. But for guys who are listening right now who, you know, maybe had friends in high school and college and then got into the workforce and got really focused on that or even got married and had a family and just like, you know, dropped a lot of their friends or forgot to nurture a lot of their friendships. How do you start at square one? and get back out there to make new friendships. Let's say you're a 45-year-old guy, right? You don't have access to this large social community you would have access to in college. How do you go out and make friends now? Where do you start? A couple of easy tips, right? One is starting with the premise that you have friends, right? Like, don't automatically write off every friend you've ever made and go, I have to start from zero, right? Because a lot of those Friendships are probably still, that's the good thing about guy friends. Like you could not talk for 10 years and you can sometimes pick it back up. 
You know, so don't be so afraid to just pick up that phone if you're thinking about calling somebody. We always say, like, sometimes it feels harder to just text one friend. Get on a group text. Send an old photo that Facebook sends you, right? But another sort of secret hack is if you're, like, in a new city or just for whatever reason you don't find yourself around all those friends, you can still use them as a resource. We say friends of friends are, like, the ultimate hack because these people have already been vetted and you've already been vetted, right? So you're already starting off with, like, okay, you know, he's a good guy. You're both living in Seattle for whatever stupid reason. You guys should be friends. (laughs) Right. No, it's true. Well, what about for guys who are coming off of a divorce, right? So all of their friends now are tied to their ex or their hero. Right. Or their couple. Hero, you're the single guy. There you go. So, (laughs) but even like as a divorced guy, like if your friendship network is all guys who are married, how do you go and find new friends? So let's say you don't have friends of friends, or even if you have friends and you're like, Okay, well, can you tell me some of your single friends that you want to introduce me to? You can use that as a resource. But how do you like literally start from scratch if you don't have that built-in network already? So the way to do that is to find your third place. So home is your first place, work is second place. Your third place is anywhere people gather and socialize. So that could be the bar, that could be the gym, that could be that goes to the dog park, coffee shop, synagogue, temple. And what we tell people to do is, first of all, Go somewhere you like, something you're passionate about. Don't randomly, you know, go play chess in the park if you don't like chess. But most importantly, embrace consistency. You're going to find your third place and then you're going to go to that place at the same time every week. So you're not going to just take a random class at the gym. You're going to take the same Thursday 9 a.m. class every single day. You're not going to get coffee randomly whenever you feel like it. You're going to go every Sunday at 9 a.m. Now, what you'll start to find is you eventually start to see familiar faces. You're not actually doing anything. You're literally just showing at a place you want to go anywhere. Familiar faces turn into a head nod, head nods and turn into a hello. We can get into how you get into that. And you start developing relationships in your third place. Okay. By the way, these are not mutually exclusive. Also, in addition to embracing consistency, embrace randomness. Yeah. Okay. Take a chance. Be spontaneous. If somebody invites you to some art gallery thing, go. And when you're there, don't feel like, oh my God, I have to make friends. We all get in this moment where we go out alone, right? You're out alone. You're at some cocktail party. You're at a bar. You know one person. You've already said hi to them. Or you don't know anybody, right? So you had your drink at the bar and you're standing there. Don't go home. Say hi to one person, you know? And like, maybe you won't make friends that night, but like, you'll realize like everybody's kind of in the same boat. And it's pretty easy if you just walk up to somebody and say, hey, I'm Aaron. Hey, I'm Matt. Like, it's really, a lot of people tell you with their body language, whether they're open to, you know, meeting a new person. And most people are. Yeah, 100%. But you have to go out, right? We say you, you can't go home until you've gone out. Right, exactly. So how do you avoid, I call it pouncing on people. It's something I used to do when I would make friends when I moved to Los Angeles because I you know, went from having a lot of friends in Toronto, moving to Los Angeles and having none. And I would pounce on people. If I met them and I liked them, I would want to see them all the time. So like, what's the protocol for making friends with men? How forward can you be? Is it a low play? Like, how does it work? So I would say two things. I'm a pouncer, so I'm with you. I'm aggressive just yeah, by nature. I like you. Let's go hang out every yeah. single day next week. Let's go to the coffee shop. Right. So we actually say, you know, we, our merch says we should be friends. So if you've had a good time with somebody as a guy, like we want to normalize that you lock in the second date, right? And we say not we should, but we are. So at the end of it, don't say, hey, because everybody always does this thing like, oh, we should hang out again sometime. And then you don't get the number 
as a guy and you're just like, all right, that was cool, but how am I going to, I'll just be like, Hey man, like have an event picked out in your mind. Sometimes I just like buy tickets already in advance to like a Lakers game. And I just will text that person and be like, I have an extra ticket. You want to come with? Like, just do it. You know, what do you have to lose? You'll get somebody to go with you. But then the flip side is you don't need to go so deep so quickly because men get a little scared of that. Even in friendship, it's just not that normal to us yet. So it's like, you know, you, you kind of have to feel out the other person. And it's like, you know, you can go to a bar and you don't necessarily want to spill all of your dirty laundry the first time you've hung out with that guy. Because you might just be like, right, this is too intense. I'm not used to like that level of intensity. You kind of want to match the other person's intensity level. If somebody's like just being casual, be casual. And also, like we always say, you're not actually going out to make friends, right? You're just like trying to be, to enjoy yourself. And that makes you more amenable to other people to be friends. So have you guys on your own, separate from this group of nine guys that you hang out with, have you each gone out and made new friends or do you pretty much stick to your crew? No, we haven't made a new friend since 1986. <laughs> it's not. Yeah, no, Matt and I, we're making friends all the time. I mean, I've seen him make friends in front of my face and we both go separately. Yeah, I mean, I just, I was actually just in Israel randomly on, on a little trip. I just made a bunch of new friends. You know, there's no such thing as having too many friends. No, definitely not. Aaron is the apex friend maker. He joined a Venice Run Club, made a ton of friends there. Oh yeah, for sure. He went to an art gallery thing, made a friend there. He met a guy through his barber and then when they took a boxing class together, made a friend there. My question, which I actually want to know for myself is I've always had friends from different groups. I pluck people from different groups and they all represent like a side of me. So I don't really belong in their full group. So I never know how to get them into one group. None of them know each other. So what's the steps to go, okay, I met this guy here. I met this guy here. I met this guy here. How do I unite us all together without it being weird or forced? I would say you have to get married, bachelorette party. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I mean, that's really the only way. The one time I did it was for a birthday party. I actually said, I'm never going to have another birthday party because all of my friends didn't know each other. And the entire birthday party was just me introducing everyone to everyone. And it was exhausting. Yeah. And then, of course, it didn't stick. <laughs> yeah. But I think the answer is actually to level up friendship. You do like certain things you do together will level it up, like going away. It's not just like a bachelor party, but if you go away for a weekend or something, you, invite, you have to have an experience together. That's really how you level people up. And invite all of them together to that experience. Yeah, but maybe not all of them at once, because what you want to do is like kind of like yeah, one by one, right. like layer them in. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> so Chris and I have an idea for you. So I just had my birthday. As Matt knows, I'm pretty infamous for having a big birthday where everybody is from a different group of people. Okay. So what I did was name tags. Mm. So you had your name and then the year we met, but it could also be name and like how you know someone. I love that. Oh, that's so smart. I love that. So then you have a built-in conversation starter. You don't have to introduce everybody and then it gets the party going. Right. And everyone feels equally as awkward because they're all wearing name tags. Exactly. And my name tag just said, you know, Aaron 1979, which was the year I was born. That's when I met myself. Right. <laughs> I love it. No, it's okay. But this, it seems like there's, there's not like a secret, obviously, but there's like something like Aaron, it sounds like you kind of have this. You sound like my husband's friend, Adam, who he just brings people together. We actually just got back from being in Spain. There was 18 of us there. It was for Adam's 50th birthday. Like 
we had an amazing time with a whole bunch of people pulled from all, you know, all different parts of his life together. And my husband made a speech saying the reason we're all here, the reason all of us have been friends for so long is because of, mm, he's that one guy who makes sure everybody's having fun, pulls them together, always has something for people to be a part of. Is that also a key to making friendships as being like a social coordinator? Like, do you have to have that skill set to make friends or is that not really a part of it? Maybe it's just a part of having like 30 friends instead of just a couple of really good friends. Yeah. By the way, Matt, I don't know if I ever told you this, but that one of my friends said I have MDE, maitre d' energy. (laughs) (laughs) Ever tell you that? That's great. No, no, that's great. So, you know, I am a connector, but I think I think it's the mustache. I feel like major D's have mustaches, <laughs> like real ones. I shaved for the first time in a year, and Matt didn't This is brand new. Why well, I wanted them to say something. I wanted to see if they, you know, But how do they know? They think I look like this all the time. Well, right? I wanted to see if they liked it. I, you know, I wanted yeah. to see if they liked it. What do you think, Kristen? What do you think? I'm very turned on right now, and I'm, my hand is actually underneath. You just can't see it on the camera. <laughs> mine is also. Mine is also. <laughs> okay, well, mine's also, too. Yeah. Oh, mine's not. <laughs> Three out of four ain't bad. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> see, so you I can't think... win them all. <laughs> You know, Adam and myself, we're connectors, but if you're not a connector, that's okay. I mean, I think you need to lean into your strengths as a friend. I think it's more about passion rather than the type of person you are, like passion first, friend second. Yeah. You're going to make friends do it when you're your best self, and that's either around your other friends or doing something you really enjoy. Matt mentioned Venice Run Club. I like to run. We met a bunch of friends at Coachella. I like to party. If you're putting yourself out there, but in a weird place that you don't feel comfortable, then you're not going to be your best self and make friends. Now, if you are a connector, then I like to bring people together. And I think people like to be brought together. I think so too. But it's not something I really try to do so much. It kind of just happens naturally, if I'm really being honest. And because you enjoy it, right? Obviously, that's something you enjoy, bringing people together. It's really more that I just don't want to go to multiple places. So if everyone comes to one place, it's much more convenient. So it's laziness. I'm the same way. I'm like, oh, I need to just all come to my house. Okay, I have a quick question that we'll get to after the break. This is just like, okay, anyway, we'll get back to it after the break. But I, we want to hear a word from our sponsors because without our sponsors, we cannot continue to do this show. So guys who are listening, please don't fast forward through, listen to them, pay attention, purchase something if you like, but we'll be back in a moment. ¿Le está gustando mi podcast? <laughs> How did that sound? Was that good? Awkward? Okay. I'm learning Spanish, so bear with me. I am learning Spanish because I've always wanted to, and I actually did uh, have a pretty good grasp on it a long time ago because I worked with a lot of people who spoke Spanish. So I was immersed in it. And being immersed in it is usually the best way to learn a language. But I don't have that luxury anymore, so I'm using Babbel. Babbel is the best way to learn a language, and let's say you have travel plans in three weeks, you can pick it up in three weeks. If you're going to Cancun, Tulum, you want to speak to the ladies in their native tongue, and then maybe do something else with your tongue, well, this is the way to go. So here's a special limited time deal for our listeners to get you started right now. Get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash askwomen. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash askwomen. That's spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash askwomen. Rules and restrictions may apply. If you listen to the Ask Women podcast, then you are already miles and miles and miles ahead of other men when it comes to attracting and getting the girls you want. But I must confess, there's one missing piece 
in the puzzle. And that's flirting or the ability to ignite sexual chemistry with any girl you meet in a matter of minutes. Most guys suck at flirting. They can't flirt their way out of a paper bag. But as your personal wing girl, I can't let you be one of those guys. That's why I want to show you the most effective step-by-step formulaic approach to flirting with any girl you like. This formulaic approach has been tested on thousands of girls and has been proven to work like magic. Yes, magic. You just apply the formula and see results instantly, and it's that powerful. To find out everything about this flirting formula, all you have to do is go to winggirlmethod.com slash flirty. I've made a special video for you where I reveal what this formula is all about. Go to winggirlmethod slash flirty and you'll find out all about it. All right, we are back. So the question that I wanted to ask was, is alcohol a huge part of making friendships? It's a huge part of liking people. It does definitely make people more more likable. I'm, I'm asking this from an insecure place. Like, I'm not a big drinker, but like I notice that bonds are formed more when you do go out no matter where it is through alcohol. And this is, again, just like my own insecurity, but I, I wanted to see what you guys thought about it. I would say... Alcohol is fun and alcohol is comfort. So friendship is made through fun or comfort. I think it's really the comfort. When you're just like shoulders back, chilling, you know, not like feeling judged, right? I think that's really what it is. So I think alcohol helps you feel less inhibited, less judged and more fun. And like, you're just open, right? So I think let's just say you're not a drinker and you're listening to this. You can just as easily, you know, make friends as long as you're in an environment where you're feeling comfortable and you're not feeling judged and something fun is easy. Look, if you go to a game with a bunch of people, like you'll probably make friends whether you drink or not because it's just like fun and you're like getting up and cheering every time somebody scores a goal. You know, whatever that environment is that makes you feel comfortable, that's where you'll make friends. But yes, I mean, drinking is awesome and fun. Yeah. So, of course. Sponsored by Coors Light. I'm actually making friends in a totally bizarre way that I never would have pictured, but I am doing the ketamine therapy treatments. And I am now in touch with so many people who have done ketamine stuff because I was kind of scared at first. And they're all girls, they're all women. And I almost feel like I'm growing this circle of holistic friends, which is a side of me that I never... Just so not you. Like talk about like I just have a bag of chips sitting right here like there's I'm not a holistic person it's like I'm never thinking about that stuff and now this whole new side of me has opened up so there are sides to people that are listening the show that don't know they exist yet and there's gonna be opportunities there to start making friends just get a depression problem and you'll make so many friends unexpectedly through depression and getting ketamine and you'll make friends really easily What both you and Matt are talking about is really like the vulnerability and not being judged. That was the biggest word that I I heard you say. So I think if you as an individual can not be judgmental and be open, I think that allows people to feel more comfortable around you. And if that's how you carry yourself, whether it's with alcohol or not with alcohol, that can bring out something great and that can allow somebody to enjoy spending time with you. Like going around with people where you feel like you're judged, right? either because of something the other person is doing or because of something you're imposing on yourself isn't very nice. So if you are around somebody else where you're like, oh, they're not judging me at all. And they're just 
saying things and being really vulnerable about who they are. Obviously not disclosing too much by pouncing on the other individual, but like, I think the more free that you can be with what you share, obviously with limitations and the more accepting you can be of hearing what the other person has to say, that can create a similar comfort to what alcohol. I also think, you know, what Kristen said is interesting is that, you know, this idea of of changing and growing, you know, we like to say your friends are, are there to help you grow, not change. But I do think as you get older, you have different facets of your personality that you're exploring. And you can bring new people in for that and you can change. And if your friends aren't into that, like they don't have to be your friend for that thing. I think a lot of us are hung up on our friends being everything, right? You can just have a friend that you do the ketamine with and you can choose to have that person be a bigger part of your life if you want, because you met them through that. Or they can just be that casual, like Aaron can just have a Venice run buddy. And that can be the thing that fills that sort of void that you're looking for, like an activities partner, right? But again, if your friends are not letting you grow and become the person you want to be, then also it's time to reassess those friendships to open up space for people that you can be comfortable around now, just because, you know, you like the person... I always say you have to give yourself the ability to free yourself from the person you were yesterday and five years ago and 10 years ago. What about meeting people at AA? Yeah. Hey, that's very social. I hear that is too, to be honest. A friend of mine who was in AA, she said she met some of her closest friends because they're bonding over something similar, very similar to what Kristen's going through. Yeah. I also have a girlfriend who met people through AA and she said they were the best people that she's ever met because they weren't out for, it was like, there was no agenda. There was no, what can I get from this person? It was all support straight from the beginning. And those are her best friends now. Yeah. They have a commonality too. Marnie, I mean, if you know, you're not, not drinking, but this is a motivation to drink for you to get friends so have a drinking problem i'm seriously i know oh you, you gotta go through the whole cycle to get to the friends there yeah so i'll become an alcoholic and then i'll go to aa but it's worth it i'm in for anything to make friends like i like friendship so but in hollywood there is an agenda everybody at the aa meeting is like trying to get their pitches and their movies set up actually that's probably true that is probably true so do it in north carolina or something do it in minnesota yeah yeah there you go do you guys know when you hit on a woman, or I guess it could be the way around, if you hit on a woman in AA or go out with a woman or sleep with a woman in AA, what that's called? I don't know. It's called the 13th step. 13th step. <laughs> ah, that's great. I love that. It should be the first step. That's true. That's a real AA terminology. Is 13th it? 13th step. Because I thought you were yeah, not supposed true. to sleep with anybody oh. for a year or date anybody for a year while you're in AA. So that's exactly. the 12th step. Okay, got it. Once you're done with the 12 steps, that's when you do the 13th step. Yes. Got it. Okay. Interesting. Well, so hopefully you're not sleeping with any of these new friends that you make. You get to establish a friendship. And then once you're done the 12 steps, you can move it on to whatever you want. Exactly. But sober sex? Ugh. Oh, stop. Never heard of it. With you and your ketamine, you're going to be all over it. It's a whole new holistic you. (laughs) You'll be totally into it. I will say, I do feel like I have a vagina again after doing a few ketamine treatments. Oh, good. Sorry, guys. I want to have a whole other episode about these ketamine injections because I've heard absolutely amazing things. Oh, the injections? It's a, it's an infusion. It's, yeah, it's an infusion. It's like a drip. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, do you want to explain for two seconds exactly what it is? Because it creates new neural pathways in the brain, right? Yeah. It basically wipes the hard drive. Apparently, this is what it's supposed to do. I'm on number four. You're supposed to do six and then go back for boosters. But it's supposed to kind of clean the hard drive of your brain that has been, you know, holding you back and giving you negative thought patterns and, you know, the depression, all that kind of stuff. 
and allows you to start from scratch and create these new neuropathways, like Marnie said. And the facility I'm at says they have like an 85% success rate, which is, which is pretty good. And I think I'm, I am feeling the effects, but yeah, no, it just, for anyone listening who is, you know, if you're struggling with anxiety, depression, trauma, PTSD, all that kind of stuff, it really helps with PTSD. It can open you up to the idea of making new friends because when you're depressed and you're down, you don't have motivation to brush your teeth, let alone go out and make new friends. So, you know, there are always steps to get somewhere. So don't feel overwhelmed by the idea of needing all these friends now. Always baby steps. And, you know, this is a good starting place if you've tried other things for your mental state and it hasn't helped. So, yeah, I love that. I was going to wrap up the show because I think we've covered the topic of friends for the guys that are listening. I think you guys gave really solid advice on how to make friends and why friends and friendship are so important. So do you guys want to tell people about your podcast? Yeah. By the way, I just want to say it's never too late. That's like one of the biggest messages. No matter how old you are, I don't know how old your listeners are, but to your oldest listener, I just want to say it's never too late. I completely agree with that. Manoftheyearpodcast.com and manoftheyearpodcast on Instagram. Okay. I love it, guys. Go and listen to that podcast. Obviously, there are two funny guys. You'll be entertained while learning more about friendship. Thanks for coming on, you guys. This is wonderful. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Awesome. All right. I haven't done this in six weeks. So I totally forget how we end our show. New episodes of the Ask Women podcast come out every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific. Please go and subscribe to our show. Do not waste time downloading because that is time you could be using to make new friends and meet amazing women. We'll see you guys next week. Bye.